Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Warp Lords podcast. My name is Mike Danger Votor, and thank you for coming to check out our uh, our intro episode here. This is the first of a couple of intro episodes, getting you ready for the story that we're going to be telling here. Um, tonight, I am joined by my players, Graham, Dylan, Mike, and Jared. Why don't you guys uh, tell me a little bit about who you're playing, and then we'll uh, we'll jump into this. Uh, well, I'm Graham, and I am playing uh, a speaking heavy politician named Dennis Stanson, whose goal is to stop me if you've heard this before. Stop. Weaponize words. Stop. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, I already said it. Sorry. Well, he, he, uh, in case you didn't catch that, though, his thing is he likes to weaponize words, and I use speaking as a form of combat. As a politician, a barbed tongue and no moral compass is pretty pretty much essential, so he's going to make the most of that. It's the exact opposite of his parents, and that's going to be a part of his character. So, speaking of having a prickly tongue, I am playing a talking cat. <laughs> yep, that is that is who you're playing. He is a uh, tuxedo cat, which are the black ones that have the white bellies, but he can walk on his hind legs and talk like a person. A little tiny kitty person and he goes by the name of monsieur boots because he is french and he can turn into a skinny late teens early 20 something blonde boy by the name of adrian gustave de la pentoisiem who is secretly a master thief by the name of jacques Lavite, who looks exactly the same just wearing a mask and a top hat well my name is mike and i'm playing mr g and elf-like engineer and uh he he's got a uh, red hair and he wears some pretty plain clothes which have a lot of pockets got lots of vest pockets lots of cargo pockets on the pants and he's got a big old gash in his head because he woke up with no memories in an alleyway and now he compulsively builds stuff all the time out of garbage we've all been there yep it's just uh <laughs> you know one of those phases you know been there built that <laughs> Specifically out of garbage, though, that's important. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Where else do you get your prime invention materials? A store? Nowhere. Fuck that. Oh, no, you don't want to go to the Space Depot. Or Space Lowe's. What? Oh, 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 oh. I don't know, I don't have anything for that. He builds things out of garbage. And he's gonna and he's gonna sell the things at Mr. G's Emporium. 50% off. Everything must go. And he's very excited because his shop is opening today and nothing bad could possibly happen. Nothing bad has ever happened in Mr. G's life leading up until this moment. Not even one bad thing. Well, nothing he can remember, at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all sunshine and rainbows to you. And I'm uh, Jared playing Johnny Law, a bird cop uh, who is perpetually drunk and has a sour demeanor. Due to being hungover all the time. What? Huh. You're such an alcoholic pro that you're not hungover. You're right where you need to be. You can't be hungover if you're drunk always. Yeah, you're pre-drunk. You're not hungover. <laughs> yeah, I would say he's so used to the feeling that he doesn't know that that's what it is to be hungover. He's just tired. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, gentlemen, um, this is kind of the the first little bit of content. Um, for you, those of you listening at home, we did do a couple of tests to test out everybody's characters and get everyone introduced to the universe. With enough effort, we may release those episodes to you at a later time, but for the purpose of today, we don't really have a recap to talk about what's going forward. But for you guys, it has been three months since the events of the gala. All of you are kind of working towards your own goals. Graham, Dennis has Mm -hmm. officially become a senator. You have uh, been part of a couple of key votes uh, in the city of Stone Falcon. Yay. Things are going well. You haven't really seen much of your brother, Luca, since the time of the gala. He seems to be spending a lot more time in New Gensokyo City these days, which, for you, probably better. Um, Dylan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Monsieur Boots uh, went back. You showed your wares to your father, who is still disappointed in you for getting caught twice. <laughs> You showed uh, you showed him your wares, um, and you have gone back about um, evading the law and stealing beautiful things as you please in the city of Stone Falcon. Mike, Mister G has been working hard to get uh, Mister G's uh, half off everything must go Wonder Emporium. Please buy all of my trash uh, and other such not inventions. Name. That's not the name. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. G's Emporium, 50% off, everything must go. That is the full name. That other name is ridiculous. You'd never be able to fit that on a sign. <laughs> Not with that <laughs> attitude. There's no way. You wouldn't be able to fit it on a sign. It just wouldn't work. Yeah, you... Uh, make me an intelligence check. Six out of seven. You absolutely know that that name could fit on a sign. <laughs> uh, Mr. G chooses to fail this intelligence it's check. too late. You passed it. You passed it, man. I had your roll. You know you could fit it on a sign. Oh, damn it. Um, Luca has been by helping you get the shop ready, and today is the opening day uh, of Mr. G's uh, Emporium 50% Off Everything Must Go, and other such names. Um, Super excited. Lots of trash to sell. Lots lots of shit to get to, to sell. It's a sustainable business. Come on. It is. It is. Absolutely. It's, it's like recycling, but better. Very green. Johnny... <laughs> Yeah, bruh. You have been doing your best to not gamble away the sixteen grand any way you want it made from uh, with cash. Your, your great security <laughs> detail. Um, however, both you and Johnny were uh, cleared. Or, sorry, both you, you and Kenny were cleared out by a god who then made a pact with you and burned your ass. How rude, right? Who burned I mean, the person's ass? First off. First off, for for everyone at home, this is his fault. I okay, yes, it was. So you tried to mock a god, and then you pointed your ass towards her to brand your ass, and then were an in instant pain and had a bruise for days because she branded your ass like you asked. It does make for a good story, though. It does. If you had to get branded, like the ass is not the worst place to get branded. I mean. I don't know, it's up there, I'm not gonna and lie to you. she could be like, your ass is mine! You know, like, something like that. It'll come into play one day, I'm sure. <laughs> one day. I'm sure of it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, you wake up, your tiny apartment uh, is littered with inventions. Um, 
I say sleep, but really it's more of a, a of a meditation. You kind of get up off of your bed from your meditating position, kick some of your machinery and trash out of the way to make a path to your desk, and you start kind of preparing for the day. Uh, what do you do? Uh, well, Mr. G, is is today is today the day? Today is the is day. It the day? Yeah. It's the day. It's the day. So Mr. G would go over to his uh, various monitoring devices and whatnot, to his screens that are in his apartment, and uh, check out the uh, atmospheric conditions, the weather, and make sure everything is in order and see if he has to make any adjustments to... You yeah, know, so you go you go over uh, you go over to your desk. You start kind of popping in, you know, coordinates. You start checking everything around it. Um, make me a make me a sense check, please. Oh, I rolled the wrong die, but I get to re-roll my sense checks. It's true. You do. I got a three out of three. I blackjacked the sense oh, check. Oh shit! Um, so you're kind of looking over your desk, and um, the barometric pressure is kind of all over the place uh just in the time that you get up everything kind of shifts a couple of different times what do you mean like the readings are the readings keep shifting hmm i'm gonna i'm gonna check to see if there's anything going on with the software or the hardware uh your software and your hardware both seem uh up to snuff your specs are fine your your hardware isn't malfunctioning it seems to be the weather outside itself does this look unusual, or is this just indicators of a bad weather weather pattern on its way? Um, you're in the middle of summer at the moment, so you know that storms are pretty frequent. They pass over quickly, they rain for a while, and then they're done by the afternoon. You could, you could equate it to just being the weather, but you've actually been in kind of a nice stretch of weather. It's been pretty temperate, it's been a lot cooler, uh, which is a nice reprieve from the otherwise hot summer months. It really makes the uh, it really makes the woods outside of New Gensokyo City really unbearable and swampy to be in when it's super hot. So this week has been nice. It seems like maybe it's going back to your traditional summer uh, summer-esque weather is your guess without checking outside at the moment uh mr g is gonna grumble to himself a little bit and then grab his backpack with his large backpack full of various things various various materials various trashes various inventions oh no not the trash just the just the best trash actually the, premium the, trash the, 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 the premium trash you know, future wires, future <laughs> parts that I broke off of discarded phones and other things that yeah. people throw out in the future. Lots of future trash. It's good stuff, <laughs> especially if you break it down. Mr. G's iPhone repair. <laughs> it's, a, it's a throwaway culture, man. They throw away lots of good stuff. And it I is. build lots of good stuff out of it. It's true. So, I mean, once again, um, we've had this conversation. Um, the people of New Gensokyo City are, are the biggest polluters on the planet of Mechaluna. It is very much a, like, buy-buy-buy, throw-out-what-you-don't-need culture. Very, very high pace. There's a lot of trash. There's a lot of people. It's like the only pollutant on your planet. Perfect. If you like to make shit out of trash. Exactly. Do you do anything else in your apartment before heading on down to the shop? Uh, Not really. I mean, it's just full of stuff. Duff that I have in like prototype phase pretty much. I mean, yeah. Everything that's really good. The, the shop front looks pretty good. There's lots of useful items there. So he's going to head over to that, that spot. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it only takes you about like two, two to five minutes to get down, depending on if you take the stairs or the elevator in your building. Um, once again, being, uh, 
living in the shelves and kind of working in the in the processing plant down below, uh, everything is pretty close. Your storefront is uh, one building over to you, uh, and essentially on the ground floor of that. It's in a large open space, um, pretty normal sized uh, storefront in New Gensokyo City. Unless you have a lot of money, you're not going to get more, which with the nature of the business and who Mr. G is, that is not the case. Uh, you head on over, you walk down the, uh, you walk down the orangish, uh, like light orangish cobblestone streets, get over to the building and Luca is waiting out front for you. He's polishing the windows when you walk up. Oh, look at that guy doing, doing good work. Uh, Mr. G would probably just, Mr. G would walk up to the door and then try to enter without acknowledging Luca. Cause he's still a little reluctant about his help, but he seems like he will not take no for an answer. Yeah, it definitely seems like he hasn't taken no for an answer. Um, <laughs> yeah, he just will not go away. <laughs> you, you like, sneak on in past him, and he's very focused on getting this one smudge off the window. Um, it looks to be, like, a little bit greasy. It looks like you may have, like, closed the door when you left getting stuff arranged and actually hit the, the window of, like, the door and he's very intently trying to clean it uh you walk inside and he doesn't notice you until you walk inside and then he rushes in after you oh oh mr g mr g uh good good morning um how did you sleep or are you excited for the day uh oh yes uh luca hello um i uh i had a had a good night and i'm ready to sell the wares Yes, all um, of these all of these lovely things. Uh, is, how, how are you doing today? Oh, I am I am just fantastic. Um, unfortunately, I do have a case um, at the town hall at noon, so I wanted to get here beforehand. See if there's anything else I could do to help get you set up for the day. Oh well, it, it's it's such a shame that you won't be able to be around for the the grand opening. That's oh no no I'll I'm I'll really... be here when you open. I'll oh, have no, to leave you... shortly after, but I mean, I'll be here for the opening to help you with the no, rush. By, by all means, you, you need you need to do what you need to do. I I can do this. You don't don't sacrifice oh, your. I'm good. All right. Um. Yeah, it looks like we're pretty pretty set up though. How, how does everything look? Does it look uh Does it look good? Because I'm assuming Luca kind of took took over the whole organizational aspect of this uh, of this scene here. <laughs> yes, um, everything looks pretty organized. There are a couple of screens on the back end that actually let you uh, automatically cycle through the different products that you have available out back, not on display. It provides holograms for them and actually lets people pick up a, a quick simulation for it. Um, it's pretty, pretty like high-tech in here. It's like a really interesting, nice storefront. Uh, Luca has definitely done a very nice job getting this all set up for you so wheat and uh how how's the sign look did i notice the sign on the way in does it look great uh you didn't notice the sign on the way in um <laughs> the sign is not as good as the inside of the store <laughs> well i wanted to i actually wanted to add a detail here so mr g would definitely spend some time on this sign and it would have a lot of whirring and moving parts right like each word would utilize a different form of technology like maybe the Mr. G's portion would be very clockworky, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the the G itself would actually be like a gear, and then Emporium would be like a hologram, and and yada yada, like every everything's everything's a different 
technological thing. And Mr. G's actually spent a decent amount of time making sure it's constantly moving without being too busy. Um, it is definitely now that everything's kind of mishmashed together, it, you, you, it everything kind of came out the way that you wanted it to come out. But putting it all together, it does look to be a lot. There's a whole lot of moving pieces. There's a whole lot mishmashed together. Um, but I mean, you're definitely very proud of your handiwork. You're not. You know yourself to not be the most stylish of people, especially since you've only known yourself a short while here. It's definitely not your wheelhouse, but you did an admirable job getting this set up. <laughs> so, I just well, I do want to clarify. Mister G does find himself to be stylish. He just knows that other people don't find him to be stylish. I mean, he you could definitely think that you are stylish. A huge fan <laughs> of his aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely think that. We all know it's not the case, but you can think that. That's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I would just just put finish, finishing touches on things or maybe uh, maybe go into the back room and start working on more inventions in the warehouse in the back. Yeah, Luca goes back to kind of polishing the windows and the, and the rest of the storefront, getting everything there kind of all set for you. Um, you start noticing customers that are starting to like line up outside. They all look to be other uh, workers that you've seen in the shelf, some of whom you know, some of whom you don't, but you've seen. You're not, I, I, you're not, I assume, a personable person. Like you don't go out of your way to like talk and socialize. Oh, no, no. As yeah. soon as the customers start lining up at the door, uh, have we opened yet? When did no. we say we were going to open? The door is locked. You have about an hour until, you know, it opens. People can't oh, read yeah. signs, in case you haven't figured that out. Oh, G's fully aware that people's ability to read signs is less than... Can you make me a luck check? Capable. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know what's happening. I was going to... Oh, my God. Well, I do I do want to make one thing clear at this point. As soon as G sees people line up at the door, he goes to the back and monitors things from screens. Oh, yeah, sure. And is ready sure. to remotely unlock this thing. Luck check. Oh, two out of four. Boom. Um, no old people are currently trying to rip your doors open going, Are you open yet? I see you in there! So that, that is, is not, not happening. happening. That is not <laughs> that happening. Is not People are patiently <laughs> waiting outside. Looks like they read and obeyed the sign on the front window. Crazy. But it seems like there's a there's some some interest here. Seems um, like I might actually be able to make some money. You have a you have a couple of screens in the back. You have uh, a couple of cameras that point uh, outside to your storefront. Uh, they're kind of attached to your large sign, and they cover the street that your uh, that your shop is on. So you have a whole bunch of screens that you can watch as far as like safety concerns go, and you have a small workshop set up back here. Oh yeah, this is an automated shop. People grab the thing, it automatically deducts their credits when they leave with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, people yeah. can people can pay at those holographic kiosks too. You're just keeping Luke out front in case people need help trying to find anything or if they need assistance or have questions. You don't you don't think that you're needed for this part of it, but just in case you're around. Right on. Skeleton key, kind of like on your bag as well. Oh Ready yeah, the go. rifle. The rifle is at the side of the door. If I have to leave that door, the rifle's coming with me. Uh, you notice on the on the camera, and when you are walking outside, uh, large, thick, billowing clouds begin to roll in and cover the sky. When you went outside, the weather was once again very, very temperate. But by the time you got inside, it, there was like a cold chill on the wind. Ooh, Mr. How G activates it? a remote awning over the over the customers that are waiting. Okay, cool. Uh, and with that, 
I'll leave it there. We'll come back in a little bit. How thick, though? I gotta know. How many C's? Oh, I mean, like, smoke? these are like them thick-ass cumulus clouds, so it's thick. It, it's thick with three C's, because it's, you know... Thick, thick, thick. Thick, thick is and it, cumulus clouds. Is it like Gratata, but like thick, thick, thick? Uh, no. No, no, no. Like, you know, like when you're trying no, to start the no, lawnmower, no, no. like way back, and it's like... <laughs> Fuck you guys. Keep wow. that one in, please. <laughs> wow, alright. Um, so, Dylan. What? Uh, Boots is kind of chilling this morning. You're up on the uh, the top of the cathedral, just kind of catching, catching some Zs, catching some what's on the wind. Um... And you're just kind of, uh, you're hanging out. Uh, after the, once again, after the, the heist went down, you managed to still not impress your father, even with your fantastic haul. So you've more or less been trying to avoid seeing him as much as possible. So you kind of, like, stay on on the surface level. You don't go, go down into the aqueducts underneath the cathedral, where uh, your family spends most of its time. Um. You're kind of chilling there and waiting, and your sister comes up behind you. Adrian? Hello? Would you not go give another, uh, give Papa another talking to? He seems rather down. I th- I think you knew you two need to, uh, kibosh this little feud, little brother. I just don't think he understands me. I want to be a great thief like... <clears throat> Papi Shah, our grandfather. Uh, I know. I th- I I think he sees so much of of him in you that it is um becoming how you say a problem. Uh, um, what? Why is that a problem? <laughs> well, you know how you know how he is. He was a he was a great thief, but he was caught many times. With his passing, I think. Papa is merely worried about you, seeing seeing that you are going down the same path, and especially with uh, Alphonse disappearing, I th- I think it's taking more of a toll on Father than we uh we we know. Okay, I will uh, go talk to him, but I do not see how you can be a great thief if people do not know what it is you are stealing. Hmm. I don't, um, I don't know, but maybe, maybe you two can hash something out. Okay. I am going to talk to him. All right. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Uh, she kind of sneaks back off into the shadow and she, uh, she stays up there. She doesn't follow you back down, but you just go straight down. Yeah. Cool. I probably would forget if I didn't go straight down. That's fair. That is a valid point. Um, so you walk inside of the bell tower, and there are uh, a bunch of uh, these like large oak beams that are holding up this like rickety cathedral. Can you make me uh, two agility checks to get down? Where? That is a fail with an 11 out of 6 and a pass with a 5 out of 6. <laughs> cool. So you uh, you go into the bell tower and you kind of like jump down effortlessly. You've done this hundreds of times now, so like you're not very cautious about it. 
but uh, you slip and you hit the first couple of rungs and you go down a free fall through the rafters and manage to catch yourself on one of the wooden beams and use your claws to kind of just take your fall and then descend down to the floor. Um, you then go uh, underneath the third row of pews. You click the little uh, fake uh, cobblestone on there, and it opens up the staircase in the f- in the fireplace behind the altar. You take that pathway, and shortly you are down um, in the aqueducts where uh, your father's thief school is. There's a large circular building, and you see a bunch of little kittens kind of uh, all flooding out of there. Um, and your father, who at this point, he was, he used to be um, mostly like a mostly black cat with a couple of white spots, very indicative of your family. At this point, with his, uh, his growing age, um, he has m- more white and gray fur now. He walks up and he goes, Ah, son, it has been a couple of days since I've seen you, off gallivanting around with some songstress, are we? No, I am planning my next great heist. And what is this? What is this grand heist? I am going to steal the city itself. Huh? (laughs) He just stares at you blankly. <laughs> Adrian. What? How how do you plan on stealing a city? Well, you see, what is a city but the hearts of its people? I will steal the hearts of everyone in Stone Falcon. And what happens when they follow you here to take their hearts back, son? They wouldn't do that, because they would love me. Huh? So by stealing someone's heart, they still have the capacity to love. It- no, no, no. The stealing of the heart, it is a... Uh, 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 what is word? <laughs> How you say word? <laughs> <laughs> um, well... Son, it doesn't, it doesn't seem that I'm going to be able to change your mind on this. Um, if all of these people are suddenly to love you and know who you are, how are you able to steal afterwards? How, how can are we... you be a great thief if people do not know who you are and that you are a great thief? Because the best thieves aren't known, son. It is lesson two. But they do not know me, for I have the most perfect disguise of Jacques Rabit. They would never suspect that I have, in fact, not one, but two identities that are secret. Well, uh, so you say. Ha, um, uh, son, uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> son, all uh, I'm going to say is uh, be careful with this plan of yours. I do not think this one will go swimmingly, and you might, um, this might be the, uh, the final nail in your, uh, your small coffin, son. I do not want to lose another child, but if you won't heed my warnings, then it is what it is. Don't worry, puppy. I will do you proud. I will not fail in I... my latest and greatest heist. I wish you the best of luck, my son. Do be careful. Wait, Nelsie. 
and he he nods at you um and he uh goes in and gives you like a pretty warm embrace probably the warmest like the this is the warmest conversation i think you guys have had in quite some time now is this what the father's approval feels like he's very clearly told you he doesn't approve of this plan but at least it seems to be, <laughs> this seems to be at least what a, a father's understanding or attempted understanding is if anything i choose to accept that as if he accepts me yep that's what I expected. <laughs> uh, you head back up to your perch, and your sister is back up on the on the perch in her cat form uh, as you pop up. How did it go with Fathom, uh, my brother? He has accepted my plans. This will be the greatest heist the city of Stone Falcon has ever seen. And where do you think that you are going to start on this grand heist? Uh... When I see it, I will know. That is a true Master Thief. Huh? That is fair. Uh, I <laughs> Here. I found this address to you in um, our grandfather's things. Since you are going out on a grand heist to steal the hearts of everyone, maybe start with something he left for you. You, sir, are given a map and a riddle. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Monsieur Boots' only weakness. Riddles. Riddles. The written word. <laughs> <laughs> so what does the map look like? So the map itself, it, it looks like it's a map of the ocean. So it involves Walter of some kind. Yeah. So you notice that there's like a rose that's kind of outlined on the map itself. And at the center of the rose is your uh, grandfather's thief sigil, which is a uh, like bar of gold with a rose embroidered in it. This must be important if Papi left it to me. I do think that this is where uh, our grandfather left all of his thief gear. Maybe it will be helpful to you in some way. Where? I think so too. First plan. I go uh, to this place and I find what Grandfather has left me. Then I will capture the hearts of everyone in Stone Falcon. Make me a sense check, please. That is an 8 out of 3. 8 out of 3? <laughs> okay. Um, you start, uh, you start, like, looking over the map trying to figure out exactly where, uh, in Stone Falcon you could be sent out to go find this. Um, and you kind of just head straight. You start walking towards the, uh, towards the District of the Gods. You know that to be where most of the active religions are practiced, most of the temples and shrines all congregate there. And you start heading that way. Make me a luck check as we're going forward. Almost. Seven out of six. Okay. So you start kind of, like, walking through and you start sneaking about. Um, you actually uh, are trying to, like, sneak in between a couple of buildings, uh, just pretending to be a cat. Uh, well, not pretending to be a cat, excuse me. You're just in your cat form. Um, and you actually <laughs> uh, wind up trying to cross a busy street and you are kicked. And you are kind of kicked forward a little bit, and you, like, slide into the dirt, and some dust kind of kicks up past you. You look up, and there are a bunch of people carrying 
what look to be very, very expensive items. You see four dudes holding a gigantic painting with a very ornate gold frame. You see a couple of treasure chests. You see four people are holding... um I don't know the proper term for this, but it's like a carriage without wheels that people carry people on. They have like those beams and there are four like jack dudes lifting it. Seem to be someone in there. You look up and you see a whole bunch of riches in front of you, my dude. I'm going to steal all those things. Um, one of the, one of the gentlemen who's carrying the painting, uh, looks down, um, and he just goes, Oh, I'm sorry, kitty here. And he, like, reaches into his pocket, and he tosses you a treat, thinking that you're just a normal cat. Does it smell like a good treat? Um, odds or evens? <laughs> evens. It smells fucking delicious, man. I pick it up and go, Nelsie, and eat it. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Did uh, you guys just hear- Did you guys hear that? Meow? Meow. No, we didn't hear anything. John, come on. We got, we still have like three miles to go with this painting. Can you hurry up? <laughs> um, they all start yelling at this this guy named John. He goes, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they start continuing down the pathway. I'm not going to steal something from John because I like him. I'm going to steal from one of the other guys that's holding something valuable. Okay. Are you going to actually cast steal right now? Yes. Okay. One second. Let me get my tarot cards out. I do believe I need to do a post-look first. Oh, I know. I still just need to get these ready, because it seems like we're going to be doing this maybe a couple times. Probably. Alrighty, roll me a post-look, friendo. Hey, that is an explosion. <laughs> Ain't that fun. 28. Got you beat. You do not pass. Ooh. Seems like these dudes are hired specifically um, to transport this stuff, maybe for a reason. But there are there's a whole bunch of shit that looks really, really tight. Do you start following yeah. them? Yeah, I'm going to follow these guys. Can you make me an agility check, please, to be stealthy? Sure. Do you want me to do it opposed, or...? No, just the check first. Okay. Oh, hey, two out of seven. Also, I would probably start using uh, Null Presence once I started trying to be stealthy. Yeah, I kind of figured as much. I just wanted to, like, because you were in the middle of the street, it takes you a minute to get back into a position where you can really be stealthy and then really safely deactivate your presence, you know? Right. Because it's a little bit weird if someone who's standing in the middle of the street or who just got kicked by a person into the middle of the street um, just instantly disappears from everyone but is still standing there, you know? It wouldn't necessarily be, like, becoming invisible. It's you just like... kind of blend in with the traffic, more or less, is what would happen. Yeah, and also I am a cat. And also you're a cat. Um, yeah, but you kind of, like, run in... You run back down the uh, the street you just came from uh, and ran through without looking, um, and you start sneaking around and sneak behind them. You then activate Null Presence, and then I will come back to you. All right. All right. Graham! Yes, sir. Alright. So, uh, Dennis Stanson still lives with his parents in their soup kitchen in the middle of Stone Falcon. Uh-huh. You wake up in the morning and your parents have prepared you a uh, fresh breakfast. Sick. Yeah. What do you do? How, how do you... What, what's Dennis's morning routine? Uh, so have you seen American Psycho? 
Uh, yes, I have seen that, that movie many a time. Uh, it's his morning routine, but okay, good. A little more egotistical. So, like two face masks, or well, it depends on the day and what kind of world events are going on. Otherwise, yeah, you you have to have a co- you have to have an abrasive one, and then one that you let sit <laughs> after that. Well, oh. yeah, exactly. So is he just Once... doing the Buffalo Bill speech while he does his morning routine? Like, eh. I'd fuck over all the people of Stone Falcon. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> he practices accepting bribes in the mirror every morning. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right, actually. <laughs> uh, can you make me an intelligence check? Uh, that's that's a massive fail. A 12 out of 3. You feel like there's something important that's going to be happening today at work, but you can't fucking remember. Ah <laughs> oh, man, breakfast though. But yeah, you walk down, you smell the uh you smell the uh indescribable smell of your parents' homemade uh sausage. It's indescribable. It's indescribable. <laughs> can you can you describe it? No. Oh. <laughs> The, the smell of the delectable meat kind of fills your room and kind of stirs you and wakes you, and then you go through your whole routine. You come down, uh, very, very traditional um, breakfast in the Stanson household, homemade sausage patties, some sort of stirred greens or like uh, with a side of fruit, and then some eggs. Your, mm. father, is, uh, your father is just finishing up his uh, breakfast, and he looks at you and he goes, Ah, Good morning, Senator. And he kind of like, he kind of gets like a little chuckle out of it when he keeps calling you Senator. I give him like a a pouty, I don't, I don't like you saying that kind of expression. Like that a child would give. Yeah, so you you pout like a 10 year old when you're, yeah, yeah, exactly. When your father kind of ribs you uh, for being a man of the law. Yeah. Or the man of the politics. Not, Not in words, just like that kind of expression. And then I just don't say anything. Well, all right, then go get some coffee, get Get ready. I'm sure you have plenty of speaking to do today, son. Probably. There's something important today, but I, I can't place it. Well, didn't you didn't you say that this is the uh, the quarterly budget meeting with uh with the mayor? Uh, did I? Yes. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. I knew I was forgetting something. Son, really, you got to keep a more detailed calendar. Your schedule is much too important for this. What's a calendar? D- Oh, there you go again. Ah, <laughs> I gotta go start prepping and and open the kitchen. We'll, we can do more of this later. You have a good day at work, son. <laughs> All right, see you. <laughs> and then you go in and sit down, and your your mom is there with like uh, her book. She's drinking her coffee. Oh, son, uh, do do come sit down. Breakfast is right here for you. Uh, it sounds good. I wasn't gonna make anything myself, but since someone else already made it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, she just kind of like looks up from her book a little bit confused, and then that happens. Um, you're you're welcome. She seems to be pretty engrossed in her book uh, this morning. Uh, do I know what the book is? Does it does it matter at all? Is it does it eat, pray, love for the eightieth time? It's not. It is not eat, pray, love, but it definitely seems to be some sort of bimbos in the mist type book. <laughs> Uh, crank it old school, turn of the century. Maybe she's reading Chicken Soup for the Soul. It's not Chicken Soup for the Soul. That's disappointing. <laughs> uh, do you say anything to your mother, or do you just kind of, like, quietly, um, eat? Ba- like, basic small talk kind of stuff. Okay. 
nothing, nothing necessarily noteworthy. Maybe ask how the book is if I don't know what it is or if I haven't read it. I mean, you definitely. I don't think that Dennis Stanton is into bimbos in the mist. I don't think he's looking for for a like middle aged women romance novels. You don't know that for sure. Okay, is that what Dennis is into? What what would I roll to determine that? I don't want to make that luck decision. Check. I want fate to. Okay, you want fate to? Please make me a luck check. That's a fail, dude. You fucking Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> You, you're like you're like wondering if you could borrow this book maybe when your mom's done. <laughs> oh wow, this sounds really great. The last one I got from you was amazing, so maybe this one will be just as good. The plot isn't as good, but the the romance is a bit steamier. Oh man, that sounds way better. Yeah, no, you seem you seem pretty into this. Uh, you seem pretty into this book. Oh, this sounds really good. Which 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 pair should I ship? Give me give me some pointers. I don't want to make that decision for you, dear, but um. <laughs> I'm really a fan of when Marjorie meets Castor. He's a he's a very very uh, interesting noble. Castor, that's a that's a strong name right there. Yeah, exactly, exactly why I ship Castor. <laughs> this conversation goes on longer than I would like it to, so I'm gonna just be done with it now. We're gonna say that you uh you have a new book that you're really really hankering to sit down and get your sink your teeth into. This week on the Warp Lords podcast, what does your bimbos in the mist ship say about you? <laughs> Please. <laughs> that would be fantastic if you made a video about that. That would be awesome. No, that'd be that'd be a sweet like BuzzFeed survey right there. Oh yeah, no, you're right. That's like you can make like eight BuzzFeed articles out of that. Even if there's only one answer at the end. That happens, you kind of eat your breakfast and chat with your mom, and then she uh, she puts down her book after a moment. Um, son, I need to go help your father get set up and and ready for the day. Um, I hope you have a I hope you have a good day at work. We'll we'll see you tonight when you're you're all set. Good luck in the meeting. I hope. Thanks. I'm still just I'm like staring at the book while this happens. By the way, like okay, it's on the course. table. I assume it's like oh, I want to read that. <laughs> It is on the table when she leaves. She doesn't bring it with her. Is there a bookmark in it? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll just read it as I finish my food for okay. like a few minutes. It's not going to be long anyways. Please don't make me do an excerpt from this random bimbo. I don't want to. No, no. I, I meant more just like that's a thing that happens okay. for a few minutes. <laughs> you kind of you digest the but first couple of say? pages. No, I'm not. No. I, I would love to see the opening prose of Bimbo's in the Mist, if you don't mind. It's pretty switched, so, like, the main character is, is, is a female protagonist, and all of the bimbos that are referred to in the mist are the, are the men that she is, uh, she is being wooed by. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's a cunning subversion of expectations in this genre. I'm even more intrigued now. Oh, good. This character <laughs> development is staggering. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Oh, did you guys want to learn more about your homeworld? People really like trashy romance novels. So it takes you a little bit to finish your uh, finish your uh, your breakfast and your quick uh, quick couple of page uh, skim there. Um, definitely seems like a book you may go back to. Definitely seems interesting. It's just it's just some light reading. It's fine. You take like an extra minute to like compose yourself before walking to work. <laughs> I can't wait for these interests of mine to never come up again ever. Hey man, there's downtime. That's true. You know, like when when. You know, what What are you doing when you're waiting? 
You're probably just secretly reading a book. <laughs> now we'll know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a book? And it's like, oh. Oh, I know what that really means now. You, you just see Dennis is reading a book and there's like four shirtless dudes on the cover of it. Oh, just some light reading. <laughs> oh, no, I would definitely have like a fake cover. <laughs> just like Reaganomics in the era of Stone Falcon or something. Beef stock for the cock. <laughs> so Holy you came shit. up with that one the first time I mentioned chicken soup for the soul and we're waiting, right? Beef stock for the cock. <laughs> it sounded like one you were sitting on for a while. Well, no, I was gonna, I was gonna just drop it, but yeah, you you said it wasn't chicken soup for the soul, and I was like, well, then what would it be? And I went with beef stock for the cock. Uh, anyway, you uh, you walk to work, Dennis. Um, fully, fully full of. Um, I would hope so. Fresh reading and sustenance. You head towards um, essentially the town hall where you work you are one of five total senators for the city of stone falcon at the moment that ain't how the senate works Ah, it is it is here this large ass town that's the that's the capital of the world that you live on i guess that's true five senators to split the whole thing just like washington dc the capital of the world yes the capital of the world well it's not going to be outside america that wouldn't make any sense who cares about not America? Well, America's the world that I know, so... Yeah. Yeah. Takes you uh, about 15 minutes to walk there. So you kind of ca- uh, cross through all the different housing districts. Uh, you've run across a couple of people who stop you and go, Oh, hi, Senator. Thank you for uh, thank you for passing the new, uh, the new taxi bill. It's really been helpful for us over here. Those lower rates make it so we can get to work much quicker. Oh, hey, you're welcome. I, pu- I pushed really hard for that one. Thank you for having our best interests at mind. And I like sure Uh-huh. <laughs> uh you come down to the the end of your street. You live in the housing district. A lot of the low income housing is here. A lot of people uh will make up their own kind of shacks and pile them on top of some of the buildings. Uh okay. just small sh- rooms so they can like live. a shanty town then. Um Ooh. it doesn't look like a shanty town, but yes. Okay. It's st- it's still pretty well put together as far as everything is concerned because of how advanced your society is. It it could at least pose for a real town. You cross over one big uh one big intersection on your way there. There are a couple of like hover scooters that are delivering stuff, a couple of air taxis, um pass through um a couple of the other small uh small government buildings and you go to your large domed building where you meet. Um you have your own office and your own chambers there. Uh, so before the meeting, you can choose to head there or you can head straight into the meeting. That is up to you. Uh, how early am I running? I'll say you're actually a full hour early. Okay. Uh, I'll head to my office first for a little bit and then get to the meeting hall early a little bit. <laughs> cool. Uh, you head to your office and um, upon entering, you see a large, um, like, dark chocolate man standing there he has a metal jaw and a bald head he has a couple of tattoos on his forearms and he's wearing a bright pink silk shirt his jacket is uh, off and it's on one of the chairs in your uh in your office um okay and he's uh he's reading a book well uh when you walk in on him that's a, that's a dangerous thing to add a book at this point yeah I know. Uh- <laughs> That's that's a deep hole. Do you want do you, you want, want to make there. a luck check to this? I, I sure do. Okay. Fail. Twelve out of two. 
12 out of 2. Oh, man. It is unfortunately not a Bimbo's in the Mist book. He's reading uh, some sort of, like, arcane spell book when you come ah, that's in. That's fucking boring. I don't care I about know. that. Um, He's not currently casting a spell or anything like that. You don't feel any sort of, like, magical sense in there outside of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do but I know he- who he is? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I was okay. going to say, you can make me an intelligence check. That's what I was going to do, yeah. Hey, pass. Cool. Uh, I think it's a blackjack? Yeah, it's blackjack. Cool. So, when you walk in, um, this figure looks up and he acknowledges you, and he goes, Ah, uh, Dennis, hello. I'm glad that you got in early. And once you hear the voice, unmistakably, you know that uh-huh. this is Maury Smoke, the mayor of Stone Falcon. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I uh, I wanted to come in early and, and, and talk to you briefly. Sure. I'm glad that, that you got in uh, early. Uh, I put on a smug face and say, please have a seat, and then go sit in my desk. <laughs> uh, he continues to stand. It's been, a <clears throat> it's been a couple of months since the, uh, the incident occurred. The gala. Oh, oh, that's, uh, yeah, that, that happened. It did. Um, I was, uh, I was just wondering if after uh-huh. this, this here meeting, if you'd come with me to meet with, uh, Miss Moonseer again. Do you mean the meeting we're currently having? Because I do have a meeting in like an hour. I know, I'm going to be part of that meeting. That's why I'm here. Not just this conversation. Okay. Uh, then yes, I guess. She just wanted to ask a couple more questions about what you've seen, uh, and and the events of what happened. Um, maybe she can pose some sort of extra insight, but weird anomalies and events have been occurring uh, across uh, our great planet over the past couple of months. Um, she just wants to make sure there's no silly business afoot and nothing bad sort of uh, happens. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get it. Cool. Well... I have to go over my notes um, before the meeting. I'll let you get prepared with your numbers and your your finances. um, And I will see you in just a little bit. Oh, sorry. One thing before before I head out. Go ahead. Would you be able to contact those fine gentlemen who uh, did that security work for you and bring them as well? She has questions for them, too. Uh, sure, I'll see if I can find the number that 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 cool dog gave me. Yeah. Um, they also had that elf who worked for their security company, too, right? Or she, sorry. Official terms and all. You know people these uh, days. Maybe, I don't recall. The, I only remember exchanges with the dog specifically, because the rest wasn't great. Okay, well... I can. I, I have the card somewhere. I definitely know. I still have that. Okay. Well, as long as long as you have ha, have the card, I'm sure that everyone will be contacted properly. Yeah, I can. I can. I can get in touch with them. Great. Awesome. Well, I'll see you in just a little bit. Yep. Uh, what do you do with your 45 minutes or so that you have left? I have to assume, being a politician, there's a lot of stuff to do. Uh, you do have a lot of stuff to do. Like, busy work at the computer appointments, inquiries, that kind of stuff. Like, just generic, this is stuff a politician does kind of thing. Like, all the the mundane stuff. 
Right. You have five votes that are going to be coming up uh, within the next like week or so as far as important things. So I assume it would be, yeah, like busy work, research, stuff like that, yeah. kind of crunching numbers and starting to put your proposal together. Once again, the meeting that you're having with Smoke in 45 minutes is a budgetary meeting. So you control the most districts out of any other senator based on how all the voting went. Mm-hmm. Um, so naturally, you would be trying to pull for the most funding. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Is there anything, anything specific that you, that you're looking for information wise here while this is happening? Uh, general state of affairs for the region, I guess. Like, the, not necessarily for how the people are doing, cause I don't mm-hmm. give a shit, but how right. they think I'm doing. Okay. Um, your public appeal seems to be at about, um, probably like 65%. Most of the people seem to like you. It seems to all be like the poorer people that really, really like you. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the business owners who are in your districts, uh, aren't super into you, into you being their senator. Well, fuck them. I mean, majority, majority is in favor of Dennis Stanson, but there are outliers who are not as into you. A lot of the businesses have been sending you emails asking for more funding and asking for, like, less taxes to be taken out. And they're looking for some, some sweet, sweet tax breaks and hoping their senator pal is going to help them out. Do any of them put down in writing that they'll bribe me? I mean, I, I will take a bribe. I'm, I'm sure you will. If they are offering it like on record. No, 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 no. It's it's like they're they're basically just pleading you to help them out. No one okay. officially offers you a bribe in email or in writing. Damn. Sorry. Let's say your time passes now, you spend forty five minutes kind of going over all your busy work yep. and all that good stuff. You head into the meeting. Um I sure do. Besides, once again, Maurice uh, being in there, uh, the large, Im- imposing human man with the metallic jaw and the like very, very dark skin and his bright silk pink shirt, uh, he's standing in the center of the room, and there are four other people here. The other four senators of, uh, of Stone Falcon are... Oh, okay. It's kind of split more in your favor, and you cover more of the everyday people than anyone else does. So, all right. Thank you, everyone, for coming here today. I hope that we could keep this here meeting um, short and sweet. What do you all propose? What do you need as far as increased budget goes from the uh, the head office? More of it. Do you have a specific number, Senator Stanson? Do you have figures to... Or are you just looking I, for I have more? to assume I do. Uh, make me an intelligence check. Nope. Nope. That's a fail. Nope. Uh, you don't have anything specific. You know that people are looking to expand their homes and people are, are kind of looking to have um, have everything in the housing district kind of be more up to code. Oh, oh, I know how to spin it. I know how to spin this. Okay, I yeah, go it. for it. I got it. <laughs> no, no, please. Uh, so we have we have a lot of exchanges with businesses passing through our office still, and they're not. We've been asking for firm figures, and they're they're being kind of cagey about that. So we're still trying to collate everything. Should have a firm figure within next week or two. Alrighty. What about the what about the rest of you? And to avoid role playing with myself for the next foreseeable couple of minutes, <laughs> they all go on for probably about a half hour. 
you see more uh you see Maurice is taking notes every single time that someone is uh asking for different money. So Dennis, since you don't have an exact figure and I need that today, I'd propose for a ten percent increase in funds for your district. Percival, five percent absolutely doable. Um Margaret, why exactly does the Blue Recluse state that they need a twenty percent increase in funds? Um, well you well you see, uh they are trying to expand past their location here. Um, they're trying to use the the increase in funds to help set up towns throughout the magical woods to make living outside of Stone Falcon easier. It would also bring down the cost of living for those stuck inside of the city, and they could potentially move on out. It would save us money in Senator Stanson's district having to rebuild that shanty town of his. It's not a shanty town. It's a shanty town, sir. You know it is. It's a poor district. There's no shanty anywhere in that town. I think that the number is fair, and I think that the recluse has done enough for the infrastructure where 20% is a fair figure. Maurice just kind of looks and he goes, How about this? We'll give you 10% this quarter and we'll see how things go from there. Lavis, absolutely not. The bars, the restaurants are doing fine as is. The theater also does not need any renovations. You all can have 10% as well. Um, and if I hear any back talk about it, I'm going to lower it to 5. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Lavis then proceeds to make a big stink out of everything. Um, and then so 5 then. Yes, so he gets five. <laughs> he starts like throwing <laughs> scarves out of out of like uh, throwing all these silk scarves and just like kind of huffing about, uh, talking about how all these restaurants are aren't going to be happy and how he's going to get bad service if he doesn't. Yada yada. Seems really unprofessional to try and do so that him, to him your making boss. that stink. I'm going to pounce on that and try and sneak the extra five my way. What do you say? How do you do it? Uh, okay. Uh, if I might interject, since since he clearly just had a temper tantrum, he's going to be getting 5% increase of budget. Uh, if I might suggest that that 5 goes to my districts, we can use that 5% to better acclimate my regions for anything the Blue Recluse wants to do down the road. As she just mentioned, for helping people move out or streamline systems. And in the long run, I would think that would cost less than just giving her, what was it, 40% outright? Uh, it was 20% is what she asked for. Was 50 was Lavis. Using that to streamline the systems in my districts will allow the recluse to expand more effectively and cheaper. In the and it will years. keep the citizens in Stone Falcon is what you're saying. Correct, Senator? To a point, yes. Which would keep the economies within Stone Falcon specifically a little healthier. Well, I don't think that's quite fair. If I'm going to be completely honest with you. Most of most of your district is only employed because of the recluse to begin with. So why not give the money to them to have them expand further and create more jobs? Maurice kind of listens to this back and forth as it continues between you and Margaret. I'm going to side with Dennis on this one and give him the extra 5% on this one. I'm in the business of keeping people happy and in my city. <laughs> if we could continue to build upwards... It seems to be going okay for New Gensokyo City, especially now that 
your brother, Senator, is starting that National Cleanup Act with the shelves. So yeah, we have we have some plans to streamline the the verticality of the city, and it it'll probably look nicer and be safer in the coming years. I have an architect. I'll send him by your office, and we can make some more concrete details of this plan. Uh, it's going to be a, it's a little stronger than concrete, sir. Oh, all right. Like I may I make it clear that I'm making a joke, like yeah. I have a twinkle in my eye going kind of thing. Yeah, he's just he's <laughs> kind of like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that mostly we can come to some agreeable terms, and none of you are really asking for too much. And he kind of, like, glares at uh, Senator Chablis, uh, the dude who asked for 50%. (laughs) Um, And the dude is still kind of, like, pouting like an actual five-year-old with his arms crossed. Arms crossed, head down, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, head slightly down into his chest, pouting a little bit. He's got, like, a puckered lip. Yeah. (laughs) And with that, uh, meeting takes a little bit of time, but it is adjourned. Um, You all start walking out. Margaret gives you a slight dirty look and then huffs out right in front of you, cutting you off. And then uh, Maurice uh, joins you and he goes, I like your quick thinking, Senator. I think it'll really make uh, the members of your district happy to give them some better housing. Yeah, it's, it's starting to get a little cagey in certain areas, and I'd prefer to avoid that. Uh, without the intervention of a company, because that always weirds me out. Why would why are we footing the bill for them to make money off us? It is a valid point. However, you do know that Alyssa is one of the circle. She protects this world with everything. To her, this planet is it's more or less her mother. You know that, right? I don't mean her specifically. I just mean the recluse in general. Well, she runs the recluse. You know that she runs the recluse. Yes, but a figurehead for a company, even one that's heavily involved, is still not the entire company. That is that is correct. Uh she does cover a lot of territory, but it is uh there there are operations outside of her. I I do agree, plus I don't want any one company getting too big, but I still I still can't, you know, talk enough about how much she's done for the planet. Oh, I, I don't think they've done nothing. Far from it. Well, they just don't need they just don't need our help to do more necessarily. So you guys like continue this conversation as you exit out of the uh, solarium, which is the building that you're currently in. Uh, uh-huh. You go into the big, large, open atrium. You see uh, different people in the different forms of your government and bodies, kind of flooding in and out. Uh, traffic gets kind of heavy, and you and Maurice continue to have this conversation as you exit. I'm going to head straight over to the recluse headquarters. Could you go ahead and uh, contact the uh, those gentlemen and have them come over here post-haste? I sure can. Great. Card's somewhere in my office. I'll, uh, I'll, see you, uh, I'll see you in a quick bit. You head back to your office. Mm-hmm. It takes you a little bit, but you do find the card for any way you want it. The security company that you hired to uh, protect the gala. I believe that's pronounced any way you want it. It is. It's A. Uh, it's, how, how did I spell it? A H N I I way you want it? Yeah, it's like Johnny, but without the J. It, without the J. Yeah. <laughs> Clever, right? Bask in my genius. Yep, that's the word for it. Speaking of Johnny Law, <laughs> Johnny, make me a sense check. <clears throat> okay. Um, uh, that would be a fail. Make me a luck check. 
I hope that you like failure. I do. And we got <laughs> I do. Fail. I love it. Great. <laughs> 12, 12 out of 1. Couldn't fail anymore. <laughs> Maximum fail. As is tradition in the, the wonderful world of Johnny Law, you are asleep later than you should be because you spent way too much time drinking yesterday. <laughs> and you gambling. do not hear your phone ring, but it continues to buzz so violently and so loudly that it vibrates off the table and it hits you in the head as you are passed out on your floor as you did not even make it back into your bed last night. <laughs> You are abruptly awoken by the fact that you are hit in the head with a ringing phone. I'm going to go out on a limb. I, I would like to say that the ringing phone landing on his head would not wake him up, but instead the shattering of the glass that he left on the table would wake him up. I mean, I didn't say anything about a shattering glass. But he would, of course, have a glass of, of bird bin at the at the. Well, that seems anyway. like more of a flask thing for me. So, so what you're saying is the phone hit his head, woke him up, and he ignored it. But then, when the flask fell second and also landed on his head, I at no point like, said right. you ignored it. I said I know, that you I'm didn't adding. hear it when it was ringing, and it had been ringing for so long that it buzzed off of your nightstand and hit you in the head. Being a person who passed out on the floor, I don't think you really had time to prepare a nice evening bed drink and put it on your nightstand since you passed out on your floor. What are you talking about? The drink on the thing on the nightstand is why he passed out. I mean, that's completely untrue. Was, Every time I've woken up with no memory, I've had a drink next to my bed. <laughs> All right. If if I'm being honest, like I just imagine that Johnny's apartment that he lives in is just scattered with like half empty things of bird bin, <laughs> right? And, like cans everywhere. Yeah. And like an overflowing recycling bin. Actually, he lives in the Gensokyo, where it's garbage everywhere. I'm assuming they don't recycle. Oh no, they so. recycle. There's just a lot. Well, yeah, just garbage. Anyway, he woke up. Now, after after being hit in the head, I guess. Do you answer the phone? You got Johnny. Yeah, he picks up the phone and says that. Dennis, what do you say? <laughs> oh God, um, is this is this any way you want it? The security guys. Uh, that depends who's asking. Uh, I hired you a few months ago to do a, a gala. Oh, you're that guy. You got my name wrong uh, every time you said it. Ah. Uh, Dennis, hey, how's it going? Why do you remember it now? You sound hungover. Hmm. Whatever. Uh, I I got a request from the mayor. I'm sure you're aware of him. Yeah, of course. He would like to speak to you about some kind of thing involving the blue recluse. Ah, well, it seems that uh, once again, people need uh, help from uh, any way you want it. Uh, what what is the this the mayor need? Uh, he he didn't say. He just said to get you. He also didn't say if he needs to hire you. He might just want to talk okay. to you. He wasn't. He uh, was pretty vague Dennis, about it. Uh, give give me a second here. Uh, he you hear like him set the phone onto the ground as you just hear like footsteps. <laughs> and then a couple a couple moments pass ah sorry about that dennis what uh, so what can i do for you uh, you're not doing anything for me you're doing something for the mayor i'm just the one that had the number pretty much come to uh come to the solarium asap the mayor should be in later <sighs> today well he's you're you're bringing him to 
You're you're supposed to get him to go to the Blue Recluse headquarters, not the Solarium. I thought he said he wanted he wanted me to get them to my office. He said that the Recluse the first time, but then I thought he changed it. No, sorry, he wants you to bring him to the Recluse. Okay, it is still that. Okay, yeah. Uh, in that case, yeah, I had scratch that to the Recluse's headquarters, not to the Solarium. All right. Uh, you said as soon as possible, huh? Uh, yeah. He's. He, I think he's on his way there now. Hey, Danger. Yes. How long does it take me to get to the uh, Blue Recluse headquarters? Or how long would it take me? Um, you need to go get Kenny. You need to get, you, and the rest of the members of Any Way You Want It, since you are being asked for Any Way You Want It to show up. Yeah. Um, so it will probably take you about an hour to, to kind of get over there, after taking a portal and doing all that shit. All right, then. Uh, I'll start getting to, getting things together. I can probably be there, I don't know, hour and a half tops. So I suppose I'll be seeing you there. Probably. Awkward pause. <laughs> nope, see you later then. And then he just click. <laughs> hangs up the phone. <laughs> um, and then to just kind of wrap up with uh, Graham real quick before we fully move on to, to Johnny here. You Do you head straight over to the Blue Recluse headquarters, Graham? Um, Yeah. Cool. Since I don't, I don't really have to calculate out how much money I need since I just got a lump sum, even though I didn't require a specific amount, so whatever. Well, it's I mean, fine. he has the numbers for your previous quarter's funds, more or less. So you just asked for, he, he gave you like a 15% increase with the extra five. You'll have specifics when you need them. Do I have like a secretary or something? Yes. So when, I'll have them calculate it all out. Absolutely. While I go do the recluse thing. Absolutely, Senator. I'll 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 get right away on on keeping all these notes for you. Absolutely. We do have a fifteen percent. We have like a confirmed fifteen percent increase. Just to make sure yep. we don't need more than that, because then that'll require some extra finagling. Otherwise, good to go. No, I, I I think this will be all set. Mayor Mayor Smoke um wanted me to give you this as well. Um, he said that he forgot to hand it to you before before heading out. Uh-huh. He just wanted to make sure that you had it here. Uh, and you see, uh, you see, like three different business cards for different architecture firms. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So with that, Graham, you head over towards the Blue Recluse headquarters, and I will come mm-hmm. on back to you. <sighs> All right. And time for everybody's favorite, uh, favorite bird guy here. Oh, you mean me? <laughs> what? Uh, how do you? How do you get? Yeah. How do you? Uh, how do you get started after throwing up on the phone with the senator? Um. Well, it seems as if. I have spilled on my underpants, so it seems that I perhaps should do a change of clothes. Probably for the best. There's a wetness around there, Uh, so he's going to have to do the bird bath business. Maybe use a spare suit. Make me a style check. Bing, bang, boom. Fail. (laughs) (laughs) Keep the fail game strong. (laughs) (laughs) Even after you preen your feathers and... You know, take your bird bath. You know, get ready. Get on your uh, get on your finest duds. There's still some lingering smell that you can't quite place. Some sort of some sort of awful combination of stale booze and cigarette smoke that just won't leave your person. You kind of shuffle around your your apartment looking for some lurking for some cologne or some aftershave, um, and you kind of spritz some on, but it only masks the smell so much. I would also like to add that uh, kind of just in, with his like hangover goggles, he accidentally puts his fedora on backwards. Fuck yeah, of course. 
he does the bird bath thing and you know classic morning cry yeah classic <laughs> sobbing in the shower <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah then uh, you know accidentally emo phases a feather over his eye and doesn't notice yeah exactly solid uh yeah picks picks up his uh you know belongings his uh his bag with his uh you know detective things his investigatory tools. Sorry, is it so early that any way you want it would not be open yet? Or can, do I think that they're going to be like... Once again, right as now? you were woken up by this phone and not your alarm, any way you want it has been open. Uh, you rush out and you start heading towards that way and you notice that you have like four missed calls from Kenny. Uh, my thinking was I could just call them back and tell them to meet there. Yeah, no, you can it's, absolutely call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. is it on the way? Does it make sense? Am I going out of the way? Because you I... would, you would be going out of the way if you decided to do that. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just give them a call. Cool. Yeah. So I pick up the phone and I, uh, I call any way you want it. My place of work. That hello. This is any way you want it. This is your, uh, this is this is your guy, Kenny Doggins. How can I, how can I keep you safe today, pal? Ah, uh, good morning. Uh, good morning, Kenny. Ah, Johnny. How hey, how you doing there? You got my messages? I uh, can't say that I have. Unfortunately, I just woke up. Um, ah, forgot hey, to set the alarm those... again. Did you? Uh, maybe. I, I don't. I don't quite recall. Uh, you, you remember those guys that hired us a few weeks back? Actually, I don't know how long ago it was. Three months. Uh, yeah, a few weeks back <laughs> uh, at the gala. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. The the yeah. Stansons. Yeah, someone reached out to me this morning. Uh, Den Denise, I think his name was. I, I can't quite ever remember with that guy. Funny looking fella. Uh, we're supposed to meet them at the uh, Blue Recluse uh, headquarters. I figure. All right. Meet meet me there. I guess. Sure. Uh, bringing everyone. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Bring the crew. All right. Um. I did actually uh, leave one person behind. Don't tell me who it is, though. Just leave one person. All right. What were you gonna say, though? Oh, I was. Uh, did you grab coffee, breakfast, anything like that yet? Uh, no. Okay, don't. I did like reverse breakfast, though. I don't want any more details on that, there, bud. Oh, I vomited, is what I was saying. Okay. It was disgusting everywhere. All I right. was on the phone with the guy actually. Uh, right. This is we're good. <laughs> All I'm done. I Listen think I missed this, some of it too. I hit like a little bit of the bowl. I should probably clean it up, but there's really no time right now. <laughs> All right, you're right. I, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so you got you got breakfast though? Yeah, I got some for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you're the best, Kenny. Uh, and as as uh, you're kind of like on the phone, still getting ready with with uh, Kenny, you hear over the phone. All right, everybody. We're gonna need to get prepared, and uh, everybody roll out. We're gonna be heading to uh, heading to Stone Falcon today. I do need one person to stay behind at the shop, and there's only <laughs> there's only one person who's who's right for this job. Benny, my oldest son, I need you to watch this shop with your life. Orf, yeah, you got it, Pop. Uh, and you hear uh, the sound of Kenny's son Benny um, <laughs> eagerly taking up the t- any chance he 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 can get to impress his father. That's so funny. I was half expecting you to leave behind the guy he liked the least. 
Which is his son. Yes. He, he hates his son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that explains why he's We've been over so this. Nice. We've been oh my over God. this. <laughs> my memory's bad. Everyone yeah. has daddy issues. <laughs> Except for G, because he doesn't know who his no. dad is. He has a daddy issue. His issue is that he doesn't know who his daddy is. That does sound like a daddy issue. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Lenny? Kenny essentially just says that they'll be, they'll be at the station. See you there, then. You, uh, you kind of head on out, and, uh... Uh, I tie my shoes first. Oh, okay. It's very key. I don't want to trip. It's It's happened to me a lot of times. I remember to check the zipper. Fly. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay, can you make me a sense check and a luck check, please? Uh, fail, fail. (laughs) You, my friend, you do not head towards the, uh, towards the, the, the station. You kind of twist and turn your way about, and you might still be a little bit drunk, probably due to the fact that I assume you're already drinking some more bourbon while you're walking. Bourbon. I mean, just, Sorry. Just, the, just the morning amount. <laughs> just to get you right with the world. Pass away from your destination. And you find your brother he is talking with uh, another person who looks familiar to you. Make me an intelligence check. Uh, this would be my brother, Marshall, right? This would be your brother, Marshall Law. Yes. That's not what the intelligence check is for, though. That is correct. You know who your brother is. I'm not making you roll to remember your own family members. Hey, man, I don't know how much booze I've had this morning. Um, I actually passed. My Uh, first pass. First pass. You actually know that this is Dennis's brother, Luca. He was the one who was, uh, who was honored at the gala that you were hired security for. They are standing out front of a shop with a big, super ornate sign that says, Mr. G's Emporium, 50% off, everything must go. All the things must go. Uh, hey, hey there, uh, Marshall, how's it going? And he looks over uh, at you and he goes, oh, Johnny, how are man. you doing? It's been, it's been quite some time, brother. Uh, in- indeed. Oh, is that, is that Luca? Ah, uh, yes, yes, hello, Johnny, how are you doing? Uh, I'm again. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Can't complain. It's been uh, a few weeks, huh? It has. Hope you're doing well. Ah, uh, I am. Um, are you coming to check out Mister G's shop? Uh, perhaps later. I I do have a bit of business to attend here. Ah, uh, what what's what's the business? Well, actually, your brother called me, supposed to go and uh, meet meet him uh the Blue Recluse headquarters for some business. I think I'm supposed oh. to meet the mayor or something. I don't know. My business has been doing better than I than I had planned for. More growth than I had prepared. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it is. I suppose. What What exactly is the blue recluse asking you, Johnny? If I, I might ask, I have no idea. Huh. I'm being honest with you. Dennis didn't really explain all that well. I do get like the slightest inkling that your brother may not respect or like me very much. <laughs> um. Well. Um, <laughs> he just <laughs> Sorry, Luca just, just kind of Luca just kind of stares at you for a for a moment, and, and Marshall goes, "Is is Miss Moonseer bringing you in for questioning too? She was she was asking us for information as well, which is why I'm here." Johnny kind of just shrugs a little bit, and he's like, "Well, I guess that would make sense if that's if that's what the you know Miss Moonseer has been uh." calling people over for not sure exactly what she'd want with me but i guess we can find out luca is it all right if i step inside before the doors open 
Does Mr. G see this happening? You're you're yeah, you see this happening on the camera. Oh yeah. So <laughs> um I have a way of I'm assuming that I'd have a way of communicating, not specifically with Luca, because I don't want to, you know, talk to Luca. Develop that develop that relationship at all. But uh <laughs> <laughs> G does not particularly like him. He's too nice clingy <laughs> helpful uh yeah uh so g would actually would broadcast on a, a little little speaker outside the venue that's attached to his sign of wonders uh uh the the doors do not open yet and no one no one is to enter until the shop officially opens uh thank you for your patience um this is fine anyway mr mr g ah uh. Is that that fucking guy? Is that Mr. G? Oh my! F- Your brother ah. holds holds up his hand to you as as you just start groaning about Mr. G, <laughs> audibly groaning about Mr. His G. His wings go over his mouth, covering up his beak. <laughs> it's face palm or face wing. Mr. G, the blue recluse is currently interviewing anyone who was involved in the incident a couple of months back at the at the gala. I was wondering if you would also come and attend this. Oh, is that why Johnny's here too to to cut me my share of the uh the payment? You know, considering I saved the day and all. You know, found the found the bad guys, captured him. Um, all those things. I wasn't planning on meeting up with my brother. Uh, this seems to be a chance encounter. Johnny, is that why you're here? I had no intention of coming to see you. It is absolutely chance. Congratulations on your business, by the way. I hope that it does really well. Great name, by the way. Not confusing in the slightest. <laughs> uh, well, hmm. In in this situation, then, uh, yeah. But have I met Marshall before? Yes, yes, you have. <clears throat> I have met Marshall before. Yep. Uh, you met him. Uh, well, you saw him at the uh at the gala. You, um, you met him a couple times before. He came to interview you when you were in the hospital, but your memory's still a bit fuzzy on that aspect. All right, well, well, in this case, uh, Marshall, Luca, uh, please, please come in. Uh, everyone else, if you wouldn't mind just, just waiting patiently, um, I do advise against entering the building without authorization. There may be precautions if you decide to enter the building without authorization. Uh and uh Johnny, if you're here for that um for that commission, that uh that, that portion of the check, you're you're you can enter as well if you'd like. Uh so Johnny says Marshall, Luca, it was lovely to see both of y'all. I suppose I'll be running into you later. But for now I got business to attend, as he completely ignores Mr. G and heads back onto the Blue Recluse headquarters. Cool. So um <laughs> You kind of you turn on back, uh, Johnny, and you head towards the station, um, and you meet up with your companions there. Luca, Luca, and Marshall do enter. They come into the back room. You guys will have a chat in a moment. Johnny, it takes you just a moment, but you do find your way to the station, uh, the portal station, and it is there that you see Kenny Doggins, your best friend uh, and your partner in not crime. And the opposite of crime. In anti-crime. Anti-crime. <laughs> <laughs> the not crime at all. 
the partners in policing. Except for when they get drunk <laughs> and they commit crimes. Except for when they do commit crime. <laughs> hey, I am the law. It's not a crime if you're drunk. It's just a poor decision. They're partners in crime and partners in life. It's just a mistake. <laughs> that sounds like a like the beginning of one of those like uh, beef stock for the cock novels, like partners in crime, partners in life. Coming on after Psych and Suits. Anyway, <clears throat> you see Kenny. Anyway. He is a bipedal dog. Um, he has black and white fur spotted. Uh, his hair is uh, a very 80s style mullet, which uh, half of it is white, half of it is black going down uh, going down his uh, neck. He has uh, like a combination of like pit bully, Dalmatian, and boxer-like features. Um, and he has like a massive amount of wrinkles. Uh, he is definitely getting up in years. Um, he is wearing a black leather jacket, like a long duster that goes down past his uh, his tail. Um, there's actually a split in the coat, uh, so the tail can go through it and still wag. Because, once again, you see his tail is wagging as soon as he smells you enter the building. Um, he is standing there with Bonnie, Ronnie, Lonnie, Jenny, and Lenny. The members of Any Way You Want It. All of them are kind of standing there and waving, waiting for uh, waiting for you to show up. Question danger. Very yes. important. Yes. Which one looks like they're about to have kittens? Bonnie is... Uh, <laughs> Bonnie has has a low low bump on her low Dullahan belly. Okay, I thought that was important. That I mean, it is. She does have the bump. It is noticeable. It's been three months. Yes. Yeah. I was talking to to not danger Mike, who who has confusingly named things now. <laughs> <laughs> is it you, Bonnie, Lonnie, Ronnie, Lenny, and Benny? Well, in was your I defense, close? you didn't name your employees. They were conceivably <laughs> named by the people that birthed them. You don't definitively know that. If you renamed all your employees, then your business practices are definitely more suspect than G already believes. We have a specific <laughs> name and convention here. <laughs> we only hire people whose names rhyme. <laughs> it's got to fit with our aesthetic. <laughs> hey, man. It's any way you want it, but mostly any way I want it. <laughs> it's my way or the highway. Get the fuck out of here. Johnny is pleased pleased to see his his dear friend and partner in in life. In in life, <laughs> Kenny. Yep, Kenny Doggins, who is married, by the way. So when we say partner, we mean that in the cop term. In the in in the platonic, they don't bone sense. Yeah, no. you're not a cross species homosexual couple. I mean, he's into the whole cross species thing, but uh, not not with his <laughs> dearest friend. You just you, you very nonchalantly drop that in there. It's like, yeah, he's super into different species intermingling. Well, that was in the backstory. It, it it is part of his backstory. His girlfriend is an his girlfriend is an his Asura. Girlfriend's an Asura. Anyway, I just <laughs> I mean, it has been a minute since you've talked to your girlfriend. Yeah, I know. It's been a long time. How else are you going to get a chicken that can produce an entire bucket of wings by itself? I mean, okay, can we please? <laughs> <laughs> Is this not the you know immersion what? that you want, Mike? I mean, I feel pretty immersed. Good. That's the goal of this, is to make you feel immersed. Here's the thing. I kind of <laughs> brought it up thinking that, like, I didn't want people to ship 
Johnny and Kenny, but if it happens, it happens. Well, I mean, I find it hard to believe that some people aren't going to ship just two best friends against the universe, but... Yeah, look what happened. Look at look at Poe and Finn in Star Wars. <laughs> See? Yeah. Okay, par- partners See? in life. Sticking with it. Dylan coined it. There, done. Partners in life, but also in the bedroom. Only when they're really drunk and they won't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I do not recall that ever happening. <laughs> well, anyway... Okay, can we please move on, though? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll take responsibility we're, for that one. We're good. Let's go. Not yet we can. <laughs> one. So Johnny walks up to Kenny and, and the crew of, of people with very, very unique names. And he, you know, I'm sure that, jo- that Kenny's still got that coffee and food from that place that he went that he said he was going to bring earlier. Yeah, he does. He hands you a coffee and a donut. Thanks, Kenny. I don't know what I'd do without you. Probably throw up more. <laughs> Fair. But that's very... It's got a good point. Oh, you made me think about it. Nope. Oh, one second. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, just drink the coffee. You'll be fine. We gotta We gotta get going. Uh, if, there, yeah. if we're gonna get our interview for our next job and get uh, interviewed by this this person. Yeah, I told him it'd be about an hour and a half. So I think that I think that we're probably about. Oh yeah, right no, now. we're we're probably going to be in the clear then. That's not a problem. Cool. Yeah, no, let's let's head out. Do you want to do you want to eat before you go through the portal or? I mean, I, I can. I know it messes with your t- with with. Your I can tummy. eat and walk. All I, right. That's that is a skill set that that Johnny Law has. You can eat and you can talk, including and speaking in the third uh, person. I mean, when you have wings and hands. <laughs> And he kind of like nods and turns, uh, and he starts uh, he starts ushering the rest of the crew, and they all head towards the uh, portal to Stone Falcon. Kenny uh, Kenny pays the fare, um, and you guys uh, are all kind of ushered up. So once again, this building is like a large train terminal. The ground floor has a bunch of different like uh, different signs showing where the different portals are with the different kiosks. Uh, you can travel uh, to different towns and cities uh, via the portals that are all set up with similarly shaped buildings. Um, it is a a open ceiling um all the you can see all the way to the roof and there is like open glass and like uh beam work up there so light is filtering in um and the, right now where you are there's like coffee shops kiosks and like places to sit for people that are traveling or waiting for their portal to open up uh luckily you got here in time and did not miss the portal um but it seems like you were very very close because kenny kind of ushers you right along what how do you miss a portal uh there are specific times where the portals are opened and closed oh okay they they function like port keys in harry potter then yeah everything still has has timings and commute times you guys rush on up to the second floor and you all head through the portal uh Please make me a willpower check, Johnny. Fail. Uh, you take you take one willpower wound as you head through it. You feel a little bit drained um, as you jump oh. through the portal. It's not what I thought was going to happen. No, no, I rolled for it. Nothing bad happened. I thought he was going to get nauseous because of the portal and like puke again. Make me a vitality check. Let's see. Let's oh, see if God, it happens. That's not what I was trying to do. <laughs> uh, fail. Yeah, you do feel still a little bit sick. That 
that fresh coffee and donut is oh. not sitting well in your stomach now. But you do make it through without any sort of mutations. Uh, none of your party also seems to have any mutations, although a couple of them also do get sick with you. You guys uh, either rush for a bathroom or for a trash can, depending on how urgent your need, and relieve yourself of the orange uh, orange liquid that comes out of you. It is rough. It is bad. Yeah. But you are on the other side. This sounds like a yeah, horrible way to travel. Uh, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a chance you get sick, but you're there instantly. I would take that risk. I hate airplanes. I would do that. Yeah. Just a little vomit. They're literally going across the town, though. It's like three miles. No, they're not. They're going from Nugan, Tokyo City to Stone Falcon. Oh. They're That's like... from Chicago to New York. Yeah, it's it's like a, a long distance to travel otherwise. Okay. Yeah, plus Johnny is a professional vomiter. He has got a lot of experience. So, <laughs> in terms of vomiting efficiency, he moves to the to the very very calmly walks to the trash bin as he vomits a beak load of uh, orange orange and uh, perhaps bile liquid liquid. Yeah, I'm not going to talk any more about about your vomit, but you do it and then you leave. It's very silent, eerily silent. Except for as it hits and fills the bag. That's that's plenty. You've said enough. <laughs> I mean, once again, I'm trying to move past this because I'm good, and I think everybody else should be good. Here. Yes, there's people. There's got to be someone out there that thinks no, this is funny. And I then don't think who don't. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're into vomit, I'm very sorry, but I'm not into you. It's sorry. funny, man. It's funny. <laughs> Weird. That's what my Tinder profile says. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're currently in Stone Falcon. You guys head on out of the station. Um, once again, those large uh, billowing cumulus clouds uh, are like covering the sky, uh, and it's kind of cooling everything down. They don't look stormy. They look kind of like golden and puffy from the sun. Uh, you and your crew head out. Uh, you leave the station that's in the direct center of town. You exit out, and there's a large... Um, open park in front of you with benches, trees. Um, there's a couple of birds that are chirping here. It's very, very nice. There's a large, um, there's a large fountain in the center of it. Um, very ornate, a f- female woman wearing robes. And there are a bunch of different kind of like orbs that are floating around her. And each of the orbs have their own streams that, uh, empty into the fountain itself. You head on through the park and in the distance, you see the building that looks like a huge uh, old church that has been repurposed with um, metal attachments and addendums and you see like these large um, almost trellis like metal spider legs that stick into the ground off of the the cathedral's top. Kind of like spider legs, uh, like metallic spider legs that look like buttresses. You also see the sigil of the blue recluse glowing on it um, and you and your crew head in that direction. Hey, Kenny, that's a pretty cool-looking fountain, huh? Uh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the witch that created this world, or at least, uh, helped bring it here. Crazy shit, man. Yeah, I can't imagine, uh, I can't imagine being able to do anything like that. That seems ridiculous. Could you imagine looking at that and thinking, wow, that's fucking shitty and stupid? Because nope, Nope, not me. Not not me either, brother. Some idiot would think that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't even know why that was worth bringing up. Anyway, I anyway, anyway, Kenny agrees with you. He loves uh, this. Anyway. This you actually yeah. you actually see he uh, like tries to take a, a a couple licks of the water um, as you guys go by. He tries to lick out of the fountain. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna head to the thing that looks like the villain from the Wild Wild West. <laughs> but if it was like a cathedral, yeah. But if it was, it had a church on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh cool. You head there. There are two people wearing white robes who are standing, uh, who are standing outside, um, and you also see a uh, six foot two human uh, with slicked back hair and a fancy suit, uh, also standing outside talking, uh, talking with the guards. Uh, I recognize this guy. Yeah, you walk up and you see Dennis. Ah, there you guys are. Uh, good morning, Dennis. Dennis, good to see you again. Kenny reaches a paw out. Uh. In what way? Like handshake or like paw bump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Come on, uh, man. Yeah. We've done this before. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, we're doing the shake. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And he does love to do the shake. It's still a weird sensation for you to not shake a hand and shake a paw, but that's fine. it happens. So, uh, Senator, do you have any more information on uh, why we need to be here? Uh, I do not. I was about to head in myself. Ah, hey, all right. Uh, the mayor just made made a point of asking to have you guys come. What's up? We ran into your brother Luca on the way here. How'd that happen? Yeah, we were walking by and we ran into that total fucking dipshit, Mr. G. Just fucking keep saying like, oh, I'm the one who saved the day. Was that the the weird guy that was at the gala? Yeah. He was the guy with the fucking cargo pants and the, oh my god, that guy's so annoying. Oh, I had to keep him out of, (laughs) I had to keep him out of the ballroom because it would have embarrassed us. And we totally, (laughs) we totally saved the day. We saved the day. And then he just tries to take credit for the whole thing. Like he did everything and and just doesn't fucking drop it. Oh my god, I hate that guy so much. (laughs) Maybe, maybe we're more alike than I thought. <laughs> Usually I don't say these types of things, but there's just something about that stupid looking guy with the big gash in his head. I just can't stand that guy. And I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it off there real quick and cut, and I'm gonna cut back to Mr. G real quick. <laughs> As you guys just fucking stand outside and rant about Mr. G for a half hour. I believe the proper term would be talk ruthless shit about not rant (laughs) also covering his ass because he didn't save the day security company was useless (laughs) lets the culprit go multiple times I'd call that a successful heist (laughs) yeah for the thief you guys are uh, you guys are doing that Mr. G, uh, both, uh, both Marshall and Luca now, um, now come on in. Yeah. So they, they enter the front door and then they, as they approach the back door, uh, they hear some whirring and the door opens. It, it opens vertically. It kind of just recesses into the, the top of the door sill. And then what they see in front of them is a kind of warehousey kind of thing. With some workbenches and, uh, you know, just a general um, workshop for building stuff. And then they see G to their left, or no, G to their right uh, in front of a bunch of screens, looking at all the people standing outside. Mr. G, this is Marshall. Um, people are people are being interviewed by the uh, 
blue recluse over in a uh, stone falcon about the gala event i was uh coming by to see if you'd want to come in uh, and uh answer some questions since you were involved as well oh yeah i was a uh, i was pretty pretty involved in that situation i uh, actually was the one who identified the uh terrorists as they were setting their plan into motion ah i don't really uh trust my brother's judgment anymore and i don't think he even remembers that event clearly at all i would say that's not too uh off base marshall yeah i don't know yeah he seems to i don't know be a little bit uh deep in the bourbon if you you ask me a little uh lost in the sauce as one might say um i wouldn't say that but yes <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I i assume you wanted wanted to talk to me about this whole situation do I, I as you can see there's a bunch of customers getting ready to come into a mr g's emporium 50 percent off everything must go for the right. uh, the opening day i you i don't did, expect me to leave now do you i mean i did notice this i was wondering if maybe you'd let lucas stay and run the shop for you while we uh we run this quick errand shouldn't be more than an hour that's a that's a big ask Mr. Law, it's a big ask. I mean, I, I'm i aware. This, Look, this has I, to happen now, right now. I mean, they're, this, this is when they're, they're conducting all the, the in, interviews. Yeah, they're, they're trying to get everything, uh, trying to get all their, uh, their, their ducks in a row here. They have a lead, but need to make some, some confirmations. I don't have any more information than that, unfortunately. <sighs> all right, then, um... Luca, uh, I think we need to go over some things. Uh, what what things? So, I I know you have a different approach to your idea of a business model and customer service than I do. Uh, I've, I've seen this going on. Um, so there's one thing I need to ask you to do. Um, so, you know how you like to interact with, with people and, and customers? Uh, yes. I... I'm going to have to ask you to stay back here and not talk to anyone. Can can you do that um, for me? But what if I but but what if they what if the people need my help? Luca, Mr. G. no interaction with customers. None well, whatsoever. I just I do not understand why that would be your first approach, sir. I if it is it'd be horrifically off-brand, Luca. We're trying to stay on brand here. We're not going off-brand and you're not to interact with the customers. Do you understand? I mean, I understand. I I, I don't Perfect. get it, but I do understand what you're telling me. All right, Luca, I need you to, to sit back here, watch them, and do not interact with any of them. None of them. No interaction. Fine, fine, fine. I'll stay back here. I'll just stay back here and watch your cameras. Perfect. Thank you, Luca. I can't and wait until someone Mr. tries to buy something, and he's just like, "Excuse me, sir, it's... I would like to buy this." <laughs> he just sits there, like shrugging, like I'm not supposed to do anything. It's all automated. Oh, it's all based on the Bezos model. The Bezos. The bees. The the bees so business you make Luca model. Pee in a jar so that uh, he can improve productivity. <laughs> well, Luca's gonna have to piss in a jar because he can't stop watching the cameras. So yeah. yeah, he's not allowed to stop. So G's gonna pick up his backpack, 
all of his stuff, grab his rifle, and he's definitely going to grab the box of the ma- of imagination because he's going to use that in his testimony as proof. Like, like, look, I captured this terrorist with this thing. Like, you all saw it when you apprehended this guy. So he's grabbing that as well, and he's putting that in his backpack, and he'll cool. uh, head out with martial law. It was actually on a display, so you actually put one of your uh, shittier, inve- shittier inventions that you don't like on the display in, in place of it, and then you take it with you <clears> as you leave. Yep. You and Marshall head towards the uh, portal port, so to speak, uh, at the kind of center of town. Takes you a little bit to get there. Marshall's kind of, like, sitting there talking to you. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. G, have any of your... Uh, any of your memories come back to you at all? Um, unfortunately, no. I I don't remember anything about my past. Uh, I don't know. It's been, what, four months now? Something like that, yeah. Five? Six? It's odd. It's been such a short time, but it all just kind of blurs together. It's it's funny. I have a, a, a bout of uh, memory loss as well, which is something I, I, I'm not known for. It also happens around four months, but I keep having these dreams with you in it, Mr. G, and it's weird. I see us running through the forest and both of us kind of getting hit with something. I've been I've been trying to find some leads, but I can't say that I've had much luck. I'm hoping for, for your sake your memory comes back and maybe we'll be able to uh, figure something out for you together. Well, I hope you know... Uh... Uh, Mr. Law, that, uh, I, he might be having these dreams about me, but I'm not, you know, that, that kind of guy. Oh, dude, get your head out of the gutter. No chance. I am married. <laughs> Wait, do you mean... I have my, I have a flock of my own, friend. <laughs> do, you, do you mean you... <laughs> Bird puns. <Do> you... <laughs> pun. No, these, these dreams, they feel more like scattered memory. So like you... cor- maybe maybe this will will work better for you. It's like corrupted data. Oh, I, I did, see. Did that help? Did that um, help? Was that good for you, Mister G? Uh, I mean, I I guess. Um, I. How am I involved in this? I I don't. Obviously, I can't. Rem- do you Do you remember anything about your past at all, or is it just? No, I mean, I remember most everything about about my past. I just there's this block. Uh, there's this block, and I have this same recurring dream about running through a forest. You're running through the same forest, holding some some sort of shifting material. Uh, and the next thing I know, I am in the hospital, and so are you. Yeah, curious. It's weird, indeed. Sure, there's some reasonable explanation, but as soon as I as soon as I have more clues, I will be sure to let you know. All right, all right. I guess we'll have to to work on this. Uh, after I keep this uh, burgeoning business going, and you know, um, we have this meeting with the. Uh, where, where are we going? The Blue Recluse. Yes, their headquarters is in Stone Falcon. Have you ever been? Uh, of course, you've been there before. It's where it's where the gala took place. That that's what we're literally going to be talking about, Marshall. Yes, that's literally what we're doing. Yes, Li- literally, quite quite literally, <laughs> Ac- accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you guys kind of walk and head towards the portal port, because uh, we're going to keep rolling with this now, because it is very fun to say. Um, <laughs> and you guys head there. Another, you wait maybe about five minutes, and another portal shows up, or reopens, and you guys head on through. Make me a willpower check, please. 
Oh, that's a 10 out of 2. You feel very, very queasy as you go through the portal, and you feel sick upon exiting the other side. Can you please make me a vitality check? Also, oh, a fail. 5 out of 2. You need to find a bathroom quickly. (laughs) All right. Mr. G does that. (laughs) Doesn't take you much time. It's pretty reasonably marked. Uh, It also seems to be a frequent destination, as a lot of people seem to get sick in these portals here. Mr. Um, G writes down some notes about how the transportation used in this society is garbage, and he needs to find a better solution. And, uh, as you're writing notes, you then begin to vomit into a toilet. Oh, he's, he writes the notes afterward, obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> he takes care of his biological needs first. Yeah, it's uh, it was unpleasant, that's for damn sure. But, you're good now. Uh, you and Marshall head out, and... After uh, after just a couple of uh, moments, you find your way uh, through that park that I previously described with the clumps of these beautiful, like, orange-topped uh, trees. The grass is super, super bluish-green, um, and there's the large statue of that witch with all of those uh, circling orbs around her and that big fountain. On the other end, you see the large cathedral that has metal attachments to it, uh, all the way up to the large clock tower, and it's almost like these metal attachments come off like like large spider legs, uh, very, very angular metal, like flying buttresses on the side of the building. Make me a sense check as you start walking up. Oh, blackjack, four out of four. <laughs> Without a doubt in your mind. Oh, wait, no, sorry, I... So I, I rolled my first one. It was a four. Uh huh. But then I remembered that when I went back to the character sheet, it was a three. But uh, then I over. re-rolled it. I rolled the first one. Yeah. But then I re-rolled the second one. I got a three out of three. So oh, perfect. Jack, it's a black check anyway. Without a <laughs> doubt in your mind, you hear the you hear the sound of Johnny Law uh, talking about how annoying you are. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Do I catch the part where he talks about? Uh, me not saving the day? <laughs> no, it's, it, you guys show up after that, just for the sake of time progressing. I just assumed that they were continuing this train a while after I cut off that scene. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so it's still happening, but no, you don't hear the part about them saving the day and you not saving the day. But you, uh, you and Marshall walk up. Oh, uh, hey, hey there, uh, Johnny. Hello, Marshall. It's been a while. i mean johnny it literally hasn't this is the most we've seen each other in quite some time yes peculiar i'm not quite in the mood for your humor today brother i'm sorry fair senator how are you marshall uh doing well thank you marshall looks over at you and kind of nods glad to hear it give him a nod back We, well, we didn't have, I didn't have a problem with him, did I? No, 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 not at all. Your interaction was very minimal with Marshall when you met him the first time. Uh, very, very, like, professional, so to speak. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'll kind of leave it there for a moment. So, Dylan. What? You have been stalking and following uh, this roving band of movers you have found out. Uh, you briefly overheard them talking about moving uh, riches from one manor to another as the mistress in the carriage was moving. Hmm. Make me a sense check and make me a luck check. That is a 10 out of 3 sense check. 10 out of 3 cents. And a 12 out of 6 luck. 
the traffic starts to get kind of heavy. Uh, luckily, you're barely able to still keep pace with them, and you're able to see them from the actual carriage that's being carried. Um, if it wasn't for that topper, you'd be quite lost at this moment. However, it does look like they split up. You end up following the guys with the painting and the, the carriage. All the other people with the treasure chests, they all head down the other pathway, and you lose track of them. Is the guy that gave me the treat with the group that I'm following? Yes. Okay. I will try to steal again, but again, not from the guy that I like. Okay. Probably got this I rolled terribly. 13. Yeah, you got nothing. You continue to follow along. Um, go ahead and roll me another uh, another opposed steal. Wow, that's somehow even worse. I got an eight. Jeez, dude, the world does not want this to go well for you. <laughs> I mean, they don't call him a master thief for no reason. It's true. You keep <laughs> following them for quite some time. After a moment, you lose your cover, so you kind of stop trying to steal from them. Um, and then they go back down another another street. Uh, so you can try again. Uh, I will try one more time. Better. Not great. Better. 24. Yeah, that one is successful. Hey! Tell me, my friend, where you would like me to pull from? 11 from the front, 1 from the back, and 12 from the back. In order, 8 of wands, 3 of cups, 9 of cups. Hmm. I'm gonna go with the 9 of cups. Cool. So while I'm going over this person's inventory, do you want to talk a little bit about steel since this is the first time you're doing it? Okay, so basically the way steel works is it's a magical effect that I assume is just me being really good at stealing things and is not, in fact, magical. You roll opposed luck against your opponent, and if you succeed, you draw a number of tarot cards equal to your luck rank. And the cards represent the things that you can steal from them. The suit is the type of item, and the value is how good it is. Yeah, so essentially, by picking the Knight of Cups over the Three of Cups, would be uh, way m the Knight of Cups would be a way more valuable item. So, what you're now holding, Dylan, you're holding a small bag. Inside of the small bag are four diamonds a credits card, and a small jewelry box. Inside the small jewelry box is a resplendent platinum brooch that twists together with two inter interweaving snake patterns, kind of like a Celtic knot, but with snakes, and two mm. ruby red gems inside of it. Uh, quickly, the person who you are stealing from, he had a small bag on the front of his person. He's one of the pallbearers. Do-do-do... He does not notice. Uh, you get away with it. No one seems to notice your presence. I head back the direction I think I came from and try to go back to finding a way to get to the place on the map my grandfather left me. Okay, make me a sense check. Five out of three. Five out of three. Um, cool. 
so you start to head down uh you start to head down a pathway that you think is the correct pathway you start splitting around and weaving your way in and out uh quickly you look around to find a setting that you are unfamiliar with you see heavy footfall in traffic um you see the gate to your left the gate of the city and now you also see the caravan approaching you from your right-hand side. You are currently in cat form, correct? Yes. The bag you are holding is too large for you to stealthily put away. You are holding the, the satchel that has a... Now that you look at it, on the bag, it also has those uh, that Celtic knot of snakes uh, on the bag. And the the members who are carrying stuff see you holding it. And they go, Thief, get him! And they start to chase you. What do you do? Is there a way I can lose them for just a second? Like, hide behind something and transform into my French boy form? Um, you are currently between two manors. You could try and run back down there, but it would be pretty obvious that you run back down that pathway. They would start chasing you, but there's a, there's a chance if you out... Uh, if you outchase them, that you'll be able to get into cover. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. I'm just okay. trying to get under cover long enough to transform without them seeing me. Okay, so opposed agility, no armor. All right. Wow, that is not good. 14. 14? Cool. So you start to run down the pathway, and you vault over a dumpster and try and slide behind it, but one of the guards quickly uh, turns the corner and sees you go behind the, uh, goes behind the dumpster. You have, you have a second to transform, but he saw you jump behind it. Is there anything else that I can get to without being seen? Make me a luck check. Seven out of six. No. What's the landscape around me? Is there anything small enough that I could presumably escape through as a cat that a man could not get through? You could easily get under the dumpster. You could also use your catness to try and, like, cl like scale the wall or jump up onto the wall to get on the roof. Basically, where you are, there's a small wall that leads into the back of this manor, and there's uh, basically, like an opening on top of the wall to walk around it. It's a very, like, traditional fantasy manor, so it's built kind of like a small castle in the middle of the city. And then the one next to it is a, is a more fantasy futuristic square boxy manor with uh, multiple tiers and levels. Okay, yeah, I'm going to try to squeeze through some gaps or whatnot and okay. take advantage of being a cat. Make me an opposed agility to crawl under this dumpster, please. 20. Yeah, you're good. You kind of squeeze on in there and you see the guy pop behind the dumpster. Hey, where'd he go? Oh boy, you dumb. Oh boy, you is so dumb and so not sense-like. My goodness. Uh, he kind of like starts moving and shaking the dumpster around. He checks inside of the dumpster. He checks behind it. You were like behind a trash, like uh, a small pile of boxes. I was going to say trash can, but that doesn't make any sense. So like there are some like boxes. So he checks in the boxes. He doesn't find you. He doesn't manage to check underneath the dumpster and find you due to all the luck in the world. <laughs> You hear him shouting, I think he ran down here, everybody come on! And you see two more people that come down the, come down the, the hallway and they go past. And you're, you eventually lose the, the sound of them. Once I'm convinced they're gone, I crawl out from under the dumpster, transform into my French boy form, and hide the bag on my person. 
Cool. You hide the bag on your person. You walk back out and you are reconsulting the map at this point. And one of these sigils on the, on the map, basically, uh, there are some clues that are left in Thieves Cont about the, uh, the way you need to leave town to head to the right direction. One of the symbols matches. You see, uh, you see four, uh, four claw marks that are on the bottom left of the gate, which correspond, t- uh, back to the paper that you have. I head that way then. Cool. You head out that way. You leave town and you are on a, uh, you are on a pathway through the woods that kind of spirals down. Eventually the trees go from like lush and full and really tall to kind of more sparse and wiry. Slowly, the ground also goes from like loose rock, grass, and patchy, uh, patchy hard ground, uh, down to soft, loose sand with, uh, rock inside of it. You are now, uh, after a while of traveling, you are now on the coast. Uh, there is a small dock with a small fishing boat on it. No one is around you. If there's nobody around, I assume that boat is there for me. <laughs> you jump on the boat. Make me a strength check to, uh, cast off. Oh, I am the best at this. Five out of two. Oh god, it takes you fucking forever, man. (laughs) It takes you a very long time, but as soon as you do eventually get going and get rowing, you are, uh, you are on your way. As you are finally just far enough away, you see that uh, two people come back holding fishing rods and a picnic basket, and they go, (laughs) Hey, my boat! They uh, they run back towards the gates of the city, but at this point, you are already gone. I assume they're talking about a different boat. It's got to be a different boat. Couldn't be talking about this boat. This is my boat. Yeah, this boat was left here for me. Perfect. It was the logic. only boat that was there, so it's got to be somebody else's boat. Then. LOL. Uh, you head out, and you begin to follow uh, and uh, navigate the map, going over uh, the different sigils that you see, and eventually... You, after probably about like an hour or so of sailing the open waters, the coastline of stone uh, around, um, like Stone Falcon is pretty, pretty shallow. And you find your way out to a small island. On the small island, it's a small hill. On top of the hill, you see an ornate structure. And out of the structure itself, you see a large beam that goes up straight into the sky. The beam is pure gold, and it illuminates the inside of this, like, open gazebo-like shrine with a a faint gold light. Uh, There are a bunch of rocks that surround the outside of the shrine, as well as, like, a couple of trees, and uh, it's very, very lush over here. You've never been this far outside of the city, so this is all a bit new to you. And that, my friends, is where we're going to leave it this week. Hey, 19th time is the charm. Is that not what they say? Oh, that's exactly what they say, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Great. According to Kenny Doggins. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, anyway, this the folks. Part where we do it 19 times? This, yeah, this, this is the part where we, we where we do this for the 19th time. Hey, folks, uh, thank you for listening this week. Um, I really, really appreciate it. This is the first episode of the, uh, the little mini arc we have to kind of set up the campaign for you all here. If you liked what you heard, please go ahead and spread the word. Um, We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Warplords and you will 
get in contact with one of us, please check us out. Tell us, tell a friend um, if you if you liked any of what you heard tonight. We're gonna have a couple more episodes uh, from the Alpha Arc uh, that are going up here, so I'm sure you'll be hearing more of my voice coming up soon. But I just wanted to say, have a good week and make good choices. Woo!